Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, this week on Fruit Snacks, we're going to continue with uh, the other side of the coin, so to speak, about spiritual beings. We covered the good guys, the cherubim, seraphim, the divine council, God's, God's holy ones, his assembly, and angels last week. And this week, we're going to look at the bad guys. And this is just like the, the last week's episodes, more of a complex environment and hierarchy than maybe most Christians believe uh, because we tend to collapse all of the spiritual evil into basically two categories, Satan and demons, which are by many considered to be fallen angels. And we're going to take a look at all of that this week, and we're going to look at some other groups that frankly are major, major players in the evil side of the spiritual realm that get pretty much ignored. And I think that's a mistake. And so we're actually going to look at that group today. So in last week's episode on Monday, I believe, we talked about God's divine counsel, his assembly, his holy ones. But what we also find in scripture is that even though there are some of these sons of God who uh, are very much the good guys, and they are still part of God's divine counsel today, that we also have some of these members of God's counsel who have fallen. So we have fallen sons of God and in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So there are some scriptures that we can look at that we can see these traces of these fallen sons of God. In Deuteronomy 32, verses 8 and 9, as uh, we mentioned last week when referencing these sons of God, God's assembly, that we see that after Babel, that some of these uh, holy ones were delegated authority over the nations, that God gave the nations to them as a punishment because of the nation's disobedience, and God decided in verse 9 of Deuteronomy 32, that he would raise up a nation for himself, namely Israel. And so the rest of the nations were sort of left to these lesser spiritual beings, these sons of God, to rule over and reign over with the intention that they would lead these nations back to the one true God, back to Yahweh. But when we look at Psalm 82, And the first two verses of Psalm 82, we find out that what actually happened is something very different. In Psalm 82, 1 and 2, God stands in the midst of the gods, or the Elohim, spiritual beings, and he condemns them as corrupt, and he declares to them that they will be judged. So what spiritual beings would have been corrupt, and uh, who could God be speaking to? Well, he's in the midst of his assembly, and so he's condemning 
assembly members, holy ones, people, beings in the divine council. And the best candidates for who are being condemned here are these ones, as we'll see because of references in the New Testament as well. And so the the picture is that these are spiritual beings who were delegated authority by God, and then they rebelled. And as Psalm 82 puts it, they basically began accepting worship for themselves rather than pointing people to Yahweh, and they became the gods of the nations, which are spoken about in places like Deuteronomy 29.18, Jeremiah 44.8, and even in places like Daniel uh, chapter 10, where the, if you'll recall, in Daniel 10, a angelic messenger comes to Daniel to deliver a message, but he explains to him that he would have come sooner, but he was delayed. He was bound by the prince of Persia. And this obviously could not be a human prince or some sort of physical being because they don't have the ability or the authority to bind a spiritual being. And so the candidate, the best candidate, is that we're talking about a spiritual being who has authority over the nation of Persia, which is exactly the word picture that we get in Deuteronomy 32 when God delegates national authority to these beings. In fact, it it definitely makes sense to see this as spiritual beings in Daniel 10 because Michael is named as the prince of Israel meaning that one of the good guys also has delegated authority by God to serve as the uh, the representative or the uh, have the spiritual oversight for the nation of Israel. And so if Michael is a spiritual being and he's called the prince of Israel, then it makes sense to view the prince of Persia, the prince of Babylon, all these other princes that are named in the same passage as likewise being spiritual beings, except they're evil. Now, I want to make clear, if Daniel 10 doesn't make it clear enough, that this authority that the, that these spiritual beings have, these fallen sons of God, is geographical in nature. And that matters because when we get into the New Testament, there are some specific passages about spiritual warfare that I think we tend to gloss over and just think generally or generically about, but actually they are about these fallen sons of God. I'm thinking of passages like Ephesians 6 and 1 Corinthians 2, that the rulers of this world, these principalities, these powers, these uh, authorities and thrones, they are these guys, these fallen sons of God. And I say that because the, the Greek here for all these terms, rulers, principalities, powers, thrones, those are all terms which have a geographic connotation to them. So the implication is that these, once again, in the New Testament, these spiritual beings have uh, authority over nations, over certain areas of the earth. And so that when it comes to spiritual warfare, that on the national level, when you see spiritual warfare, when you see nations being moved toward just irrational evil and and moving away from God, it's not really, I think, properly biblical to think in demonic terms. I think 
that when it comes to uh, which kind of spiritual beings on, on among the bad guys have the authority to influence entire nations and to move them away from God, the best candidate would be these fallen sons of God, not demons. And so in the New Testament, an interesting tie-in as we wrap up is that we as believers are referred to as sons of God. That's a term that only applies in the Old Testament to these spiritual beings, God's assembly, good and bad, and uh, certain individuals like the kings of Israel. And uh, But in the New Testament, believers, all believers, are referred to as the sons and daughters of God, which means that in the kingdom to come, God intends to replace these fallen sons of God with you and me, that we are going to take their place as the family rulers, those with the highest authority outside of God himself in the kingdom, which is pretty incredible to think about. So I want you to be aware of this group in the uh, spiritual realm, uh, but also to be encouraged that not only has God ultimately defeated them, but that you and I will take their place someday. And that's a pretty cool thought. So join me for the rest of the episodes this week as we dive into other spiritual beings on the evil side of the spectrum. 